live life, plan a better tomorrow. Welcome to the Estate Planning Show about planning, controlling, and protecting your family, your wealth, and your legacy. And now your host, attorney Henry King Che. Welcome back to Live Life and Plan for a Better Tomorrow. I'm your host, Henry King Che, an estate planning attorney here in Mill Creek, Washington, a suburb right outside of Seattle. And as you can see, it is bright and sunny outside. Uh, this is kind of a rare thing in November, uh, so we'll take advantage of it. And today is Tuesday, November 5th, Election Day. So hopefully everyone has cast their, their ballot. Be sure to vote. Uh, I dropped off my ballot about an hour ago. And definitely get out there, exercise your right. It's what makes this country so great. And so definitely do that. Today is Tuesday, Taco Tuesday. Uh, I wasn't able to put out a video yesterday, so I'll be doing two today. And I want to quickly talk about the weekend. This past weekend, I had a great weekend. I was able to go to the Seahawks game, thanks to my friend. Had a great time. The Seahawks put on a great show, although it was a nail-biter. Our defense looked horrible, but we pulled out the big W. And the Huskies on Saturday didn't fare too well on losing to the Utes, and so that was a little bit of a downer. On Friday, uh, I went to my colleague's daughter's high school production, the Murder Mayhem production of Macbeth, and she, the, his daughter was playing the leading lady role of Lady Macbeth. And she did, she did a phenomenal job, acting job, and handling the Shakespearean language and uh, the display of the treacherous uh, woman, uh, scheming woman, Lady Macbeth. And uh, her parents had every right to be proud. Uh, she did, a, again, just a great job. Parents, very supportive, loving, and very proud, and every right to, to be so. The next day I went to a basketball game. I went to uh, my friend's son's basketball game, and he's 14 years old, and he plays for AAU, a select uh, league, so a lot of very talented players, and uh, he's no exception. Uh, very talented, uh, has great handles, both left and right hands, and just a deadly shooter from the perimeter, uh, three-point perimeter. And so it was just a real treat to watch him play. And again, uh, you could see in his dad the pride and joy and uh, the love and support that he has for his son attending every game. And again, it was just great to, to be out there to watch uh, both my friend's son and my, my colleague's uh, daughter uh, on Friday. This video is actually going to be about parenting. While it's for everybody, yes, I am going to sort of target this towards would-be parents and current parents. And I'm going to start off with a parenting advice, believe it or not. And I want to start off with a parenting advice and not have you wait for that advice. And many of you may have heard this and many of you will say, well, duh, obviously. And it's worth sometimes just saying or repeating. And the advice is this to listen to your child, to observe your child, and then to nurture their passion. Listen, observe, and nurture. 
yes, obviously under the disciplining stage, you, you, we want our child to listen to us, the parent. I'm talking about something different here. I'm talking about in terms of spotting something that your child enjoys doing, a particular, particular skill that they enjoy doing or putting a lot of time into, really kind of listen to them and observe what they're doing, what they're engaged in. And that might just be a particular passion that they may want to pursue. And when I say nurture, nurture that passion. Be supportive, be loving, be there for your child. Now, in talking about this one parenting advice that I've just given out, I want to talk about five identifiable problem parenting styles that are out there. Five, and there are probably a lot more. Let's get the first one out of the way, which is very easy. The absent parent, the parent who is just not engaged with the child at all, doesn't care. All, all he or she cares about is just being at work. And that's made even worse if both parents are working and they both don't put any time, any devotion towards their child's activities, extracurricular, after-school activities, or even school activities, sports theater, business club, chess club, whatever it is, the parents are just not engaged at all. They don't care. Don't be that parent. And I know most of you aren't. Problem parent number two would be those parents who are trying to relive their past or their glory through their child, or they're trying to, to live a dream that was never realized when they were growing up and they see that potential in their child. Just stop it. Don't go there. Your child is not you. Your child is not your spouse or your other family members or your grandparents. They may have interests and desires and likes that are completely different, altogether different from anything that you enjoyed doing growing up or that you enjoy now or anybody else in your family. They may be completely different. Every child is unique. Every They're unique. Yes, they may have the, the whole apple doesn't fall too far from the tree and and, and have tendencies that, that resemble uh, your tendencies and, and, you know, characteristics that are very similar to one, you or your spouse or other family members. But your particular child may have a, a skill, a raw talent in something that is just completely different from anything that you've done. And the problem parent who wants to relive their past or their glory or their unrealized dream through their child is not seeing that, is not listening to that child, is not observing that child and imposing their own past on that child, and you're only going to cause damage to that child. Damage and resentment in that relationship. So don't do that. Now, when I'm talking about these problem areas, I said there's five, right? And there's going to be overlap. There could be, in one parent, all five characteristics, or some one or two or more. 
Okay, and again, I'm not going to go through other problem parenting styles. But there may be some overlap here, for sure. Okay. Problem parent number three would be that's the parent who, for all intents and purposes, spoils, overcoddles the child. This one's a little bit obvious. You know, we've heard in the media and social media a lot of criticism about the millennials today and how they have been over-sheltered and over-coddled and uh, they haven't been taught how to lose. Uh, they don't know the meaning of losing. They get offended so easily by, by the smallest things, by the most innocuous words. And a lot of that criticism is coming from the, old, the older generation, the generation that raised the millennials, all right? So if you are that person criticizing the millennials, we, we are partly to blame for that. If we've created that, quote-unquote, uh, monster, if you will, or that, that uh, glass house of a child, uh, adult child. What am I talking about here? What I'm, what I'm talking about is when you're raising your child, you are raising them in a bubble, and you are trying to shelter them from the, the uh, pains and realities of, of life, of suffering, suffering in the sense of losing, that there are no, let's not keep score, soccer games, basketball games, let's give everybody first place ribbons, let's give everybody eighth place trophies, Nobody loses. And if a child grows up not knowing how to lose, what are the consequences of that? Well, one, one consequence is they don't learn accountability. One thing that losing helps us do is that we dig deep in ourselves and we take responsibility, accountability for our own actions, our own limitations, or seeing where areas where we could improve, areas of our opportunities that we can turn around to become a winner, to win that next game, to learn how to win. Or we keep losing, we keep bouncing back because we take accountability. We get punched in the mouth. We learn what that feels like. We take accountability. And that's another knock on the millennials, is that a lot of these young adults are not taking responsibility, are not taking accountability, are getting so easily offended because they have not learned, because they have been overcoddled. And again, part of that blame falls on the parents who raise the child, who spoil the child to such a degree that they're ill-equipped to handle the real world. Because let's face it, the real world, life, really appears to be unfair. Because there are, are, there are losers and winners. In the game of business, in the game of sport, in nonprofit, at church, if you're dealing with companies as a consumer, or if you are the manager for a company and dealing with customer complaints. All across the board in life, there are gonna be people who are always better than us. We aren't gonna win all the time. There aren't 
first place ribbons and trophies for everybody. There are winners and losers. That's a fact. That's reality. And we have to learn how to handle that. The best players in baseball aren't batting a thousand. They're batting around a 30%, 300 or high, you know, 20%. The best players in football aren't always throwing touchdowns. They're throwing interceptions, they're fumbling, they're making errors. And you see that across the board in every field. Every field. We are human. We are imperfect. We will make mistakes. It's about learning how to lessen those mistakes, to become better at our craft, whatever it is our endeavor is. But we have to learn how to lose. So, parent number three. Did I say three? Do not spoil your child. Do not overcoddle your child. They have to understand that life can be difficult, that you do lose in life. That's a good lesson to learn in life. Okay. Number four. Uh, number four, this parenting style, uh, I may actually be a, a byproduct of this parenting style. And this is often commonly associated with with uh, immigrant parents, Asian American parents, particularly. And these are the parents who, because they've had such a difficult life uh, coming from the, uh, their country, that they see just an abundance of opportunity for their child. But they don't want their child to go without, and because of that opportunity, they want their child to get the best education possible and to, to go into the best fields as possible. And in their minds, for, for a long time has always been, and the joke has always been, you know, that you, you have to be a doctor, engineer, or a lawyer. Doctor, engineer, or a lawyer. They, say, they can't see anything past that. Oh, you're in sports, that's great. But did you, how are you doing in math? How are you, are you preparing for your, your uh, SATs, your, your PSATs? How are you doing in your science classes? Oh, you scored that touchdown? Oh, well, that's great. But let's talk about your grades. Are you going to get into Harvard? Are you going to get into Stanford, Yale, Princeton, NYU? And there's still a lot of that going around. And we know about the controversy with, with uh, some of the celebrities who are the scandal with, with them paying so that... Uh, bribing for, for their kids to get into the, some of the best schools. Don't be that parent. The, the paradigm is shifting in, in the United States, and the value of, of, of a secondary education, college education, is, is being called into question whether there is an ROI, a return on investment, with, with a college education or even, even a, a post-baccalaureate education. Master's or Juris Doctor, PhD, is it worth it? Okay. Now these parents are so extreme to the point where they're not they're not seeing or observing their child. Right? It's kind of it's very similar to that the parent who's trying to relive their past. These parents are kind of doing the same thing. 
where a dream unrealized or, or something, an opportunity that they never had. They, they came from a war-torn country with no freedoms, no, no uh, freedom of speech. To, to a country with so much abundance, so much opportunity for their child that they only see three things for their child. For security, financial security, and it's what, it's also a symbol of success for them. A, a pride and a point of uh, bragging rights for them. If you should become a doctor, if you should become a lawyer or an engineer, that they have succeeded in the eyes of their peers in America, they have bragging rights. And this leads me to problem parent number five. Um, sort of tied in with, with uh, the celebrities who were, who were uh, trying to get their kids into the best schools by paying, bribing, And the same with the immigrant parents having the bragging rights. Would be the parents who are trying to keep up with the Joneses. Uh, what am I saying here? What I'm talking about here is that they are using their child as sort of a trophy, as a, you know, the child represents, is representing me in the community. So you, my child, you better do right by me for my image, my reputation, okay? Don't screw up because you're gonna screw my reputation up among my peers. That's what I care about as a parent. So what happens there is you don't really care about your child, you just care about how you look to your, your outside friends. That you're gonna put your child in this particular sport because your friends have their kids in that sport. Is that what your child really wants to do? Think about what is the motivation behind the activities that you have your child in. Is it what your child has expressed interest in or is it something that you are doing because of your own image? Similar to you trying to relive a past glory, this is more about in, in the now that you care about what other people think, your peers, the other parents in the school, if you're heavily involved in the PTA, parents group, that you, you sort of get into this competition with other parents. Don't be that parent. So as you can see, there's a lot of overlap with these five identifiable bad, bad, bad parenting styles that you don't ever want to adopt. If you find yourself falling into one of these styles, you don't. Stop it. And what do you do? Turn around. Turn around listen to your child. Listen to your child. Observe what they are good at, what they are exhibiting raw talent in and that they have a, just a true passion in and then nurture that passion nurture it listen observe and nurture you can do all of this while you do your traditional parenting disciplining and raising your child 
not saying go out there and be a friend to your child, you know, that whole thing. Don't be a friend to your child. You have to be a parent. I'm not saying be a friend to your child. What I'm saying is just, just listen to your child. Watch them. If they're, if they're on TikTok and doing all these dance moves, lip syncing, is that something that they enjoy doing? And, and maybe they, they, they really enjoy music or dancing. They're saying something to you. And maybe not directly. Observe. Where are they spending most a lot of their time? Let's be different from our, our past generations. Let's be, let, let's try to, let's, let's do better for our kids, right? And, and that's what we always strive for, right? That every generation is going to do better for their kids. And truth be told, the generation before the millennials, getting the same criticism as well. Lazy, spoiled, coddled, easily offended. No different. So that's what it boils down to. My parenting advice. Really not groundbreaking here, and many of you have been doing it. And uh, just a lot of terrific parents out there in, in my, my uh, circle of friends and both real life and social media, just keep up the good work. The ones, you the parent who's, who's there for your child, fully supportive, fully loving, supporting their passion, God, maintain that, keep that up. They are growing up healthy because of you. That's it for today. I know it's a long video, but it's an important message and Insofar as this is as much about living today as it is about planning for when you pass. And so it's important as you raise your child, you know, to kind of have the basics down. And really it's, a, it's, it's nothing new here. Um, and many of you are doing it. Just keep up the good work. All right? Listen, observe, and nurture be there for a child. Till next time, live life and plan for a better tomorrow. I'll see you. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Live Life and Plan for a Better Tomorrow. Again, I'm your host, Henry King Che. And be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on any future episodes. And until next time, live life and plan for a better tomorrow. I'll see you.